nothing like a photo to capture a moment. Eric Algra was the photographer for Roadrunner magazine, went to all the big concerts and took the shots. And he's got a brand new book out called Rock and Roll City from 78 to 83. He's also got an exhibition. I'm going to tell you all about that. And if you're like me, when you see some of those concert photos and you knew you were there, you scour it, right, to see if you can see yourself. Well, we'll find out whether... I was in one of his shots and did he get one of the most amazing pivotal moments of my life on film? I ask him right after this. Across Australia, you're listening to Saturday Breakfast with Julie Reynolds on your local station via the Community Radio Network. Welcome to the show. Our very next guest, his name is Eric Algra. He is a photographer of some note and boy, does he take photos of some amazing things. One of those things, uh, Eric, has been me. Yes. <laughs> I saw on social media ages ago, your brother's a, a drummer and was in Seven Stories. That's right. I think I saw it on his Facebook page that mm-hmm. um, he was showing off how wonderful his brother was and the great... <laughs> The great photos that you took, and this must have been a few years back, and it was a photo that you'd taken, and I think there was a few in the series, of Cole Chisel playing on the Barsmith lawns at Adelaide Uni, would have to be 1981. I was there. Good on you. And there's so a, was I, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> there's a photo that you took, and it was, I should have been looking at the ones of the band, but I was trying to find me. Uh, <laughs> you must have been on the side of the stage, and you took a photo, and it sort of sweeps over the crowd from one corner and there's this mm-hmm. sea of faces of all these 80s kids having the best time of their life <laughs> seeing Chisel. I'm one of them. Oh, you know what? You might know this. You might have seen this. You're exactly the person that I should ask about this. You should have taken a photo. Let's see if you did. Oh. So Barnsley was up on stage and I had my back to Barnsley and I was, you know, it was summertime so I think I was wearing, you know, two sequins and a feather back in those days when you're young and skinny and I was mm. talking to two boys that were behind me. Oh, okay. Jimmy jumped off the stage with his security guide and he weaved his way through the stage, uh, through the crowd, sorry, and he stopped at a young girl with crimped hair wearing two sequins and a feather and he just stood there and sang at her for most of a song while she just stood there looking in complete amazement and in shock. And that girl, yes, that was me. I didn't know what to do and I thought, I'm going to have to keep this memory for the rest of my life. I'm going to have to tell my grandchildren that I touched Jimmy Barnes. So I just touched him with one finger on the shoulder and then he took off. <laughs> Did you get a photo, uh, Eric? Oh, not that I can remember. Oh, come on. I'm afraid not. It was a pivotal moment in my life. It changed everything for me. That's what <laughs> photography can do, though, can't it, when it does capture those great moments. And let's talk about your book, Eric Algra, Rock and Roll City, Speaking of Adelaide, uh, the years are 1978 to 1983, and what a time that was. Talk us through Adelaide in those those five years especially. Yeah, well, it was very, very exciting. I mean, I remember you know, around 1977, there was very little really going on in Adelaide musically, and it just seemed to just boom, you know. It, it just exploded over the next few years. Um, lots and lots of local bands, uh, you know, uh, performing and recording their own material. And, of course, we had, you know, all the international acts coming through. And then there was the constant circuit of the interstate bands, you know, all the big names like the Angels and Cold Chisel and, you know, In Excess uh, and many others. Um, one of my favourites was Joe Joe Zeth and the Falcons. And they would just constantly be on the road. So they would be 
coming through Adelaide on a regular basis, and it was just really exciting to see them every time. And and the crowds were flocking along, you know. Um, there's some really great venues, the Tivoli Hotel being a favourite of mine. So, you know, pub gigs and uh, Shepparton Town Hall was always a favourite So concerts. Yeah, and they were just always filling up. And, yeah, it was just a really vibrant time. It was the period when punk emerged and also when Australian pub rock sort of really emerged too. So it was a very exciting time. It was exciting. And it's funny when you speak of people like the Angels, obviously Adelaide's own, and we are very, very proud of the fact that we've, you know, the Masters Apprentices, Cole Chisel, uh, the Twilights even, and of course the Angels came from Adelaide and made such a big impact. But they were that sort of crossover band, weren't they? They had, Doc was very avant-garde, and for a photographer, that must have been amazing. But they sort of went into that avant-garde kind of, punky and then sort of popped out a uh, pub rock kind of thing. What was it like to, to shoot those kind of people? What were you looking for? It was always really exciting, particularly the Angels. Um, you know, Doc was such a consummate performer and he always he put on an act, really, and he, he would just pose for the camera. I know in the book I'm just flipping through if I can find it. Um, well, the cover's he, got Doc on it, so that's where yes. you start. <laughs> yeah, well, we could start with that. That was also shot at the Adelaide Uni, you know, on the lawn stairs. I assume that would have been a week as well. And as you can see, I'm, I'm up really close. That was the beauty of those days, you know. You could just get your camera and often I would have, you know, permission and, and a backstage pass and stuff. But quite often I'd just go and take my camera and just wander up the front, which I did on this night. And Doc was really playing up for the camera, as you can see on the cover. Yeah. Um, for those who can't see it through the radio, he's sort of leaning right towards me, staring right down the lens of the camera. He's got his, he's sort of crouched down on the ground with his hands on the foldback speaker and just with his mouth open and his eyes bug-eyed, just going right at the camera. But that particular night, he um, was running around with, uh, might have been hot, I reckon, because he had a big, one of those big old paper um, or cardboard uh, milkshake cups that he was filling up with water and throwing it over himself and throwing it in the air. And eventually, of course, he threw one straight at me, (laughs) you know. Brought, brought a you know a few laughs from the people around, but I didn't mind. I thought it was great. You know, he he, he just really turned it on every time they played. What would be your your favourite? And it's hard to pick a favourite. It's like picking your favourite child. But what what would be your favourite photo that you've just been? And obviously, this doc one you love because you put it on the cover. But that aside, your favourite photo ah. where you just captured the moment, and it was like I can't believe. I was here for this and snaparoo. There's a lot, but I could mention a couple if I may. Yeah, know. give us a few. Um, one is, well, there's another one, a doc in the book that's an absolute favourite. There's one, I said a couple, let's make it a few. <laughs> <laughs> there's one, Peter Garrett performing at the Underdale or CAE for their O Ball in 83. Um, that even Paul Kelly, who kindly wrote a wonderful testimonial for the book that's on the back cover. <laughs> Adelaide's own Paul Kelly. <laughs> Yeah, Adelaide's own. And he pointed that one out as, along with another photograph as being worth the price of admission alone. So I take that as a huge compliment coming from yeah. Paul. And another one, you know, there's one of uh, Michael Hutchins, also at, at an O-Ball at Adelaide University in 1982. Um, and there's one of Jimmy Barnes in 1980 where he's swinging a guitar. And, uh, yeah, no, that, that, that's always been a favourite too. 
we've worked it into a few different um, chapters, and the first one is from over there, which is the Overseas Acts. You know, you've got Bob Marley, The Clash, Stranglers, Madness, Elves, Costello, Stray Cats, who have always been an absolute favourite band of mine. Yeah, Reckless Eric, Talking Heads. And then I've got From Over the Border, which is the interstate bands coming through. Now, I've included Cold Chisel, Paul Kelly and the Angels in this section because at the time I photographed them, they were living interstate in Sydney and Melbourne. So they'd left Adelaide. And then there's a section called From Around Here, which is uh, local Adelaide bands. And one I think that stands out to me was No Fixed Address, who I'm sure a lot of your listeners would be aware of, uh, a seminal, you know, Aboriginal rock band who, uh, you know, yeah, their story is a fascinating story. And I won't say too much, but Someone else is currently writing a book about their story, which is one to really look out for because I've read some of it and some of the stories are harrowing, some of the stories are just really delightful and they were fantastic. They were a great band, but there's heaps of other, you know, Adelaide bands from from that period as well. Julie Reynolds here with you on Saturday Breakfast on your local station around Australia via the Community Radio Network. Our guest is Eric Algra, photographer of note from Roadrunner magazine, took all the great concert shots, 78 to 83, got a new book out called Rock and Roll City. And so, Eric, what made you pick up a camera in the first place? Oh, you know, as I say in the book, in the introduction, you know, when you take up photography, you find most people who take up photography will immediately start pointing the camera at something they're passionate about. It might be somebody wanting to photograph their kids. Or um, when I first started out as a photographic assistant, I worked in the studio for a couple of guys who were right into motor racing, and that's how they got their start, you know. Um, For me, it it, it was rock and roll, always. Always a big fan of rock and roll, thanks to my older brother and my younger brother, Jeff, who you mentioned before. Um, And, you know... It, it, it was just natural that I, I was very influenced by a photographer called Philip Morris, who's still active Oh, I love Sydney. him. Oh, he's yeah, fantastic. His work in Ghost Set that I saw when I was quite young, there was one particular photo of Billy Thorpe with the Aztecs at a, at a town hall, I think it was in Sydney, and there's all the cigarette smoke, and he's looking across the crowd, and, you know, Thorpe's there with his Gibson guitar, and all the smoke, and everything. It just really captured that feeling of being at a gig like that, you know, and it wasn't, you know, it was years later that I actually started photographing rock and roll, but that just had a huge impact on me, you know, because I thought that he really nailed it. Done it more than once, you know. He's taken brilliant photos for many years. He's very iconic, yeah. and he took a lot of ACDC stuff as well, didn't he? That's right. Yes, I recently saw some at uh, an exhibition here in Victoria in Geelong at a, at a gallery in Geelong that put on a, a large. Uh, exhibition of rock and roll photography and he was represented there um yes and i had some of my photos there too which was nice to share the walls with philip did Um, did you have the one of me eric did you have the one of me in it (laughs) i'm really trying really trying (laughs) yeah i can tell um so that's what happened you know i just started taking my camera along to gigs um and then roadrunner sort of appeared and I got in touch with Donald who was the editor and said look you know I've got some photos I'd like you to see and and so I took them in to show him I had maybe a dozen or so and uh, he loved them 
and he said, you know, come on board, come on board, take some photos for us. So, you know, that's when it really took off because I'd be going out three, sometimes four nights a week photographing gigs or just hanging out, you know, because rock and roll was my, my love, you know, and I just loved to go seeing live music. And I'm sure they loved having you around as well because there's one thing having a, a photographer around and there's another thing having a really great photographer that's <laughs> going to make you look good. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, one would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't spoken to everybody I've photographed to find out, but uh, yeah, definitely uh, I, I get positive feedback, which is nice. It's something that's just intuitive. Generally, really tune into the music and how the music's moving. And I've got my finger on the shutter, and there are times I just press it because I know now's the time to press the shutter. Yeah. Um, because something of interest is happening. But I would always be looking. I didn't always capture it that way, but one of my favourite things to capture is that that little moment where the the subject almost looks off guard or isn't being the rock star, you know what I mean? Where you get that little bit of vulnerability or or something. But also stuff that's just visually, I mentioned that photo of, um, of Peter Garrett before. He's, he's got his hand across his heart and his eyes closed and he's just... You know, and he's sculptural, you know, with his, you know, he's very muscular and his bold head. And he's got his sort of eyes closed. He's holding a mic out with one hand and he's got the other hand across his chest. And it's just something that I've never seen in photographs like that before. I'm always looking for something that's a little bit different, I guess. Well, the book's called Rock and Roll City, uh, 1978 to 1983, The Roadrunner Years. So people in Adelaide, or if you're going to Adelaide, I believe there's an exhibition of some of your work. There is. Can you tell me all about that? I'd love to. It's being held at the new gallery in the refurbished uh, Her Majesty's Theatre on the ah, Street. Yep. And it's a brand new space, so I feel very proud to be the first one to exhibit there. And this has been arranged and organised by the wonderful women of the Performing Arts Collection based at the Adelaide Festival Centre. And they have just done an amazing job because they've got this beautiful space to work with. But the way it's all arranged and everything else, I, I just, you know, I was absolutely God's snake when I first saw it. I was just so chuffed how good it all looks. And I should mention that sort of open at various hours depending on what performances are on, but it will always, until it finishes in May, it will always be open on a Saturday afternoon between 11 and 3. Oh, so right. You can just sort of go in. I've been getting really good turnout and I keep getting, you know, emails and messages from my website and stuff from people who saw it telling me how much they enjoyed it, which is really, really pleasurable, you know. To me, that's always, you know, the highest form of compliment. It's fantastic to have this opportunity to, to show the work in such a way. I'm really, really chuffed. Anyone who knows me will tell you that my most favourite and most comfortable place is front row of any kind of concert, whether that is <laughs> with 20,000 people or 20 people. I love that spectacle of what you've captured yes. in your photos. I love that. I love seeing what they're thinking about. I love seeing, oh, I made a mistake and, you know, seeing that creep over their face or, gee, that really worked or the ticking over and that sort of stuff. And just having a look at the website, which is probably where you can get the book, rockandrollcity.com.au. There's a whole lot of the photos that are included in the book. Uh, Ross Wilson yes. with his curly whirly hair. I can see the photo that you're talking about with Peter Garrett. I'm, j- I'm getting lost in, in the photos looking at them myself. And uh, check out Mr. Algra's work because it is very good. And if you, if you love, are they all black and white? 
or is there something uh, Yes, like? yes. No, they are all black and white. Yep. Oh, you took that iconic photo of Barnsey when he's got the the guitar sort of to the yes. side, screaming into the microphone. That's a pretty iconic Barnsey photo, isn't it? Yes, I think it is. It um, it there was Sums a period it seemed to be appearing all over the place without um, any kind of acknowledgement that it was mine. So, well, everybody, we've, we've been able to. We've been able to put a stop to that. Yeah, if you see that photo, and as soon as you see it, you'll know the one. He's got his headband on, and he's got a white T-shirt on, and the guitar's sort of to the side. Thank you so much for having a chat with us this morning. Oh, thank you very much. No, you're welcome, and it'd be lovely to to see more of your work. So hopefully there's book two in the wings. Uh, Yes, there might be. There might be. Exclusive. There you go. (laughs) Even if it's not, I'm saying it is. (laughs) Great. Thanks, Eric. Take care. Have a good day. Thank you, Julie. You too.